Hey, what is up? This is the Sports Plays Podcast with your host, Peyton Bukovic, who will be with Jameson Latham today. Today we will be looking and analyzing our own NBA Power Rankings. So, starting first, at number 30, I got the New York Knicks. I got the New York Knicks at 32. They haven't really made many off-season moves at all this year, and I was expecting them to do some bigger things, and I don't think they'll be any better than last year. Just looking at the roster, they've got R.J. Barrett, who didn't do as well as many thought last year in his rookie season. Um, Ignis Brasdakis had a pretty good career at Michigan, but... He hasn't been able to translate to the league either. All right, at number 29, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. At number 29, I also have the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, I don't think, I guess, they pretty much got the same team as last year. They got Andre Drummond for a whole season now, but I don't think he will help them that much. They got a really good Roster: Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, Kevin Porter Jr. will hope, hopefully be healthy all year. Colin Sexton and JaVale McGee. They've got a pretty good roster, but they just got to put it all together for a, for a full season. And if they do that, they'll be playoff contenders, but I don't see that happening this year. All right, and number 28, I have the Thunder. At number 28, I also have the Thunder. I just, with them losing Chris Paul and Steven Adams, even though they still got Gilgis Alexander and they got Al Horford now, I just don't think they'll be as good. Yeah, there's, they don't have any big players on their team that can go out and give them 30 a game like any other player can, all-star in the league can. I don't think... They'll be a good overall team, but they won't be very good. At number 27, I have the Pistons. They're my team, but they're just rebuilding right now. At 27, I have the Pistons, too. Same thing with the Cavs. They've got a really good roster, but they have to put it all together for one year, and they can make a deep playoff run. For number 26, I have the Wizards. I know John Wall's coming back, but I don't think he'll be the same. And Beal can still put up 30 on any given night, but I just don't think those two will be able to get it done like they used to. I also have the Wizards at 26. They've got a lot of potential in Rui Hachimura. Mo Wagner, he should also be really good. And if Beal can continue to put up numbers and... Wall can give them good quality minutes, so they could be pretty good. And number 25, I have the Bulls. I don't think they've really improved from last year, and even though they got some players like Levine and Laurie Markkinen, I just don't think they'll be able to make the playoffs again. I think for them to, I think, well, first off, for I also have the Bulls at that spot. And 
they haven't made any big moves besides re-signing Denzel Valentine. I think Denzel Valentine will be a huge contributor this year. He just got a five-year, five million dollar one-year contract, I think, and he's been hurt all of his career. After coming out of Michigan State, who won Player of the Year in his senior year, but if he has a good season, the Bulls could be that could be good for the Bulls. For number twenty-four, I have the Magic because. They've, in all honesty, probably gotten worse because they haven't added anybody. They haven't really lost anybody, but they're just not as good as they were last year, I feel like. 24, I also have the Magic. Do the next one. 23, I have the Hornets because I really like LaMelo Ball, and that was a great pick. But then they go and overpay Gordon Hayward, who I don't think can play a full season, and they've already have Terry Rozier overpaid. I just don't think they'll be able to pull out a good year, even with some good young talent. Yeah, I have the Hornets at the same spot, too, and they've got so much young talent. Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, just drafted LaMelo Ball, Malik Monk, Miles Bridges, and now they have Gordon Hayward, too. A lot like a lot of other teams, if they put it all together, they'll be playoff contenders. But I just don't see them having a put together season this year. At 22, I have the Spurs. Their roster is just getting worse every year. Lamarcus Aldridge is getting older. DeRozan isn't putting up the same production he usually does. I don't know how much longer Greg Popovich can win with these teams. Yeah, I have the Spurs at the same position, too. They only have two really scores, and then after that, their roster completely drops off. It'll be hard for Popovich to win many games with them this year. And, but he'll still find a way to win some big games because he's such a good coach. At number 21, I have the Kings. I think they could be better than this, but... Right now, I just haven't seen much from them, and they haven't made any improvements in a little while. They've had De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald, who are both two good players, but besides that, I just don't think their team is very good. Yeah, besides that, they've got Bogdan Bogdanovich, and he's really only one. Kyle Guy, if he has a good, if he has a good season. They've got Marvin Bagley still, but... All those guys need to contribute some numbers for them to be successful. At number 20, I have the Timberwolves. This team has the potential to be really good. They have some really good individual players. D'Angelo Russell, Towns, now Anthony Edwards. But besides that, they don't have much, and those three really need to step it up this season if they want to make the playoffs. I put the Hawks at 20 because I think the T-Wolves will be a little bit better than the Hawks, and I think Trey Young will have so much of the workload on his shoulders, along with Clint Capella. But they're looking for Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter to have big seasons, and that'll be the deciding factor of their team. 
At number 19, I have the Pelicans. They have so many new guys this year, and I just don't think Zion will be able to play a full season. They're just, I think they're going to struggle. They don't have great offensive players. You'd think they look good, but I don't think they're going to be that great this year. At 19, I have the T-Wolves. I'm a big fan of their roster and how they've developed it. D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards now, Jarrett Culver, who I love. They If they can run a, like a pick-and-roll, pick-and-pop style offense, it'll fit them perfectly because Jarrett Culver, who's a big, can step out and hit the three just like Carl Anthony Towns, and it'll be very, very difficult for teams to stop them. At number 18, I have the Grizzlies. John Morant's a stud. We all know that. Jaron Jackson's going to have a good year. But besides that, I just don't see much production. And with those two players, I know they can be elite. But I think those two are going to have to do too much and that they're not going to be a contender and just make the playoffs. I also have the Grizzlies in the same position. And... Pretty much same thing that you said, John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. are going to have to carry the team. They don't really have key players or another star that can handle the workload. They just drafted Xavier Tillman, though, but if he can have a good rookie season, it could help them tremendously. At number 17, I have the Hawks, and I... I'm really high on them this year. I think they're going to have a great year because Trey Young, I think he could be a top five offensive player this year. Then Clint Capella can handle it on defense. John Collins can defend. Uh, DeAndre Hunter can defend. They just have a lot of defenders to make up for Trey Young's bad defense. At the... 17th spot, I have the Pelicans. I think Zion will show everyone that he can be a superstar like he did in the only games he played last year. He's got a lot of help. Jackson Hayes will probably get more minutes this year. Lonzo Ball will will continue to improve. Steven Adams will help them. Brandon Ingram can score the ball. He can give you 30 a night anytime. Josh Hart and Eric Bledsoe will be key players. I'm just pretty big on the Pelicans this year, too, along with J.J. Redick, who can hit 10 threes in five minutes of game time any given point. All right, at 16, I have the Suns. A lot of people like the Suns this year, but even though Chris Paul and Devin Booker are a great duo, I really, they don't have that much besides that. I know they got guys like DeAndre Ayton, but I don't think he's that good. He has the potential to be, so if he's good, they could be a top 10 team, but until he proves himself, I have them where they are. I have the Suns at the same spot, too, but I think you're, what you said about DeAndre Ayton is completely true. He has so much potential, but he just needs to stay on the court for a full season. And if he can do that, he'll be A-OK. Jay Crowder, Mikel Bridges, they're pretty good. They'll be key players. 
Chris Paul will be interesting to see how he fits the Suns program. All right, so for number 15, I have the Pacers because they're just kind of average. I mean, Victor Oladipo, he's an all-star, but he's not necessarily elite. Um, Sabonis, he put in a good year last year. Turner, they just have a solid team, but they're not anything special. Yeah, I have the Pacers at the same spot as you. But the only different thing I'm really interested to see is Brian Bowen the second. I haven't really watched him play since well any time really coming out of high school and college he's always been a huge recruit but he got into trouble and I just like to see him play a full season too. At number 14 I have the Rockets because I mean, as of now, they haven't, well, as of the time we are filming this podcast, James Harden hasn't been traded yet. Obviously, if he gets traded, it's going to completely change, but they're just, they're not any better than last year, and all they're doing is kind of not necessarily wasting Harden, but he doesn't have much help. At 14, I have the Mavericks. Luka Doncic will have another amazing season. He'll be in the MVP race again, but he doesn't. He doesn't necessarily have the help. I mean, he's got Seth Curry. He's got Chris Stapps, who Chris Stapps need to needs to stay on the court the entire season too to give him numbers like he can. We all know he can give him big numbers like he did in New York, but he just needs to stay on the court. Boban's the most efficient player in the year year in and year out, and Trey Burke will have a great season, too. At number 13, I have the Mavs. I just, Luka, I mean, he's Luka, so that's all I can say. At 13, I have the Rockets. I mean, yeah, Harden, phenomenal score. Westbrook, phenomenal score, too. P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, and then it kind of drops off after that. But you can only score the ball so much, and Harden and Westbrook are two of the most guys capable of scoring in the league, but they're also the guys that can give you 0 for 14, 0 for 15 any given night. So they're two of the most inconsistent players in the league. At number 12, I have the 76ers. Just, I don't really like their play style. Simmons and B duo doesn't work for me. Two guys that can't shoot. It's just not a great combination. And I know they have some more shooting than last year, but I got I need to see it first before I can move them up. Same with me. I have the 76ers at the 12th team in the NBA. And... It's pretty bad when your center is a better shooter than your point guard and Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid can give you 40 points any night, really. But Ben Simmons, can't. he can't really do that to you. And They need other key players to step up greatly. Tobias Harris, 
who's on a big contract still. He should be a very key player and help the 76ers tremendously. At number 11, I have the Raptors, and I think they'll be about the same as last year. I'm expecting Siakam to step up big time, but Lowry, I think his production might go down because he is getting older. He's getting up there in age. So I think Van Vliet will kind of take over the uh, best guard spot for them this year. At the 11 spot, I have the Jazz. They've got a solid roster. It's a solid get, it gets over the board. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Mike Conley, Joe Ingles. They're just solid across the board. They can do anything they want. If they have a better than average season, they'll be playoff contenders and possibly go make a deep playoff run. At 10, I have the Trailblazers because they're kind of, I mean, obviously we know Lillard and McCollum will do their thing. Carmelo Anthony, he'll score, he'll score, but he's not much besides that. We got Whiteside and Nurkic, but it's pretty much the same like always. Lillard and McCollum just don't have enough help. At that spot, I have the Raptors. I think Fred Van Vliet and Serge Ibaka is a great duel. Um, along with that, though, yeah, Kyle Lowry's kind of dropping off. In the playoffs, was it last year or the year before that, he didn't score, and he was like 0 for 7. But I'm a big fan of Serge Ibaka. They've got Aaron Baines, who, being a Pistons fan, he did pretty great to him. I don't know why they got rid of him. As much as I hate Fred Van Vliet, he's a great scorer and can help them tremendously, too. They just need to put it all together and, a lot of this year is relying on Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Pascal Siakam will do his thing like we know. All right, at number nine, I have the Jazz because Donovan Mitchell, we saw in last year's playoffs, he is a top-notch player, maybe a top-five scorer in the league. Put him with Gobert, Clarkson can really score. Then some guys who can shoot and defend, I think they're going to be a championship contender this year, to be all honest. At the ninth spot, I have the Blazers. I'm, I think C.J. McCollum, along with Carmelo Anthony, will do great. Adds Hassan Whiteside, Damian Lillard will do his thing, as we know. We've seen it so much up from 40 feet away and knock it down. Ennis Cantor will hopefully give him some solid minutes. Besides that, though, Nasir Little, hopefully he'll get to play a little. Gary Trent Jr. Besides that, though, they're just pretty solid. At number eight, I have the Nuggets because they showed in the playoffs last year. If Murray can do what he did in the playoffs and Joker does what he does, and there's, they still have a lot of depth. And Porter, he's due for a breakout year. They could be really good. Yeah, I have the Nuggets at the same spot, too. I want to see Bulbul get some minutes this year. He's He can be super efficient. He can knock the three down. 
They got Michael Porter again. He was pretty good in the time we saw him in college, but since then we haven't really seen him. Jamal Murray's tremendous. So is Nikola Jokic. RJ Hampton is someone that I'd like to see so much too. I've been following him since we've been growing up along the same story as LaMelo Ball almost. But if he is a really good rookie season, it'll be tremendous for the Nuggets and they'll be championship contenders. At number seven, I have the Golden State Warriors and if Clay Thompson wouldn't have suffered that injury, which is just heartbreaking, I would have them in the top five. But with Curry without his boy, still good. But I just don't know how great they can be. I think a lot of it's going to depend on how well James Wiseman does. Honestly, they really need him to step up in his first season. At this spot, I have the Nets. They've got so much talent on their roster, it should be illegal. Jarrett Allen, Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan, Karis LeVert, Kevin Durant. Anyone on that team can score so so well, and it's going to be so efficient. Hopefully they have good team chemistry, but it'll be hard to, tough to see if Kyrie and KD can play together. I don't know. And then they've got Dinwiddie who and Jamal Crawford who will give them such good minutes. Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown, if he is a good season, which he's like a defense-first kind of guy, but that's tough to be in the league. All right. At six, I have the Nets. And it's just Kevin Durant coming off a big injury. He's getting up there in age and... Kyrie, I don't know if he, I don't know, he's just kind of in his own head. They have some great scores. Uh, Dinwiddie and uh, Levert can score, and Jared Allen can defend, but they're going to have to put it all together. Yep, at this spot, I have the Warriors. Steph Curry, best shooter of all time, but... I think he can do it. He showed it in the finals, almost beating the Raptors without Clay. Draymond will have to give decent numbers, average a triple-double. He can do that, though. Give him 10, 10, and 10 is all he's really good for. Got Kelly Oubre, who will be a great addition, try and fill Clay Thompson's shoes. But it's really hard to fill Thompson's shoes. He's one of the top three-point shooters of all time, too. Yeah, a lot of this will rely on James Wiseman, rookie season. I think he can fill Durant's spot from a couple of years ago, and they'll have almost the same team as they did when they went 73-9. Nico Mannion should be able to step up and give them some great minutes, too. All right, at number five, I have the Heat. Um, obviously, they're coming off of a great playoff run. And Jimmy Butler, he showed that he is a playoff guy. He is a clutch player. He can get it done. And they just had the perfect team around him. Adebayo, uh, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, just a bunch of shooters. And then it's all built around Butler and Adebayo. And that worked really well in the playoffs. And I think it will work really well again this year. 
At the fifth spot, I have the Bucks. Uh, Giannis, MVP contender every year. Chris Middleton, Dante DiVincenzo score the ball tremendously. But Pat Connick. Pat Connaughton, they just signed Bruno Forbes, who was a great shooter. Frank Mason the third still on their team. Drew Holiday should be able to give them some minutes. They've got Giannis's younger brother. I don't think he'll play very much at all. But if Giannis develops a three ball even more than he has been trying, trying, I emphasize. But it'll be really good if he develops a three ball. At number four, I have the Bucks, and I just don't trust Giannis even wanting to be there necessarily. This could be his last year we see with the Bucks, and if they don't win this year, that's kind of really disappointing for them because Giannis is a great player, and Middleton's a great player. But I don't know what the deal is. When it comes to the playoffs, they just can't get it done. At the fourth spot, I have the Celtics. Jalen Brown, Taco Fall, who's everyone's favorite player. Romeo Langford should have a breakout season. Jason Tatum will do his thing. Marcus Smart is a great defensive player. Grant Williams will hopefully have a pretty good season. Tristan Thompson's on the Celtics now. That'll be interesting to see. They're kind of youngish now besides Tatum and Jalen Brown. I'd like to see Carson Edwards light it up this year for them. And, of course, they've still got Kemba Walker, who's a veteran player in the league. And number three is where I have the Celtics, and that's because Tatum, he's a top ten player, I think, going to be this year. Put him with Kemba Walker, all-star Jalen Brown, another all-star. That's that's a big that's a big three right there for sure. And the rest of their team's not bad, so I think they will be a top three team this year. At the third spot, I have the Heat. They showed what they can do in the finals last year. Jimmy Butler is such a good player. Precious, Precious Achua is someone I'd like to see get some more minutes. They got Andre Iguodala, who hopefully if starting a full season with them, hopefully it'll go good for them because I'd like to see the Heat get back there and maybe win it. Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, really good shooters. Avery Bradley, big defensive guy, can't really score as good, but hopefully it'll give them big minutes. So for two, I have the Clippers because even though their season ended the wrong way last year and then Montrez Harrell signs with the Lakers, I think they'll be good because Leonard and George with each other for the second year and they still got guys like Lou Williams and I think that they'll just be a lot better than they were last year. I have the Clippers at the same spot just because they've got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, big two, and they've got Luke Kennard now, Patrick Beverly. It's tough to be a guard in the NBA West, I think it is, to have Kawhi switch off of you, and then you get 
Lou Williams, and then you get Patrick Beverly, who's one of the best defenders in the league. But if they can do that, they've got Marcus Morris, too, who will give you good minutes. Reggie Jackson, I was not a big fan of that in Detroit when he played. But if he can put a, together a good season, the Clippers will go back to the championship. All right, and at number one, as everyone probably figured, we both have the Lakers because they're just stacked this year. I mean, LeBron, the GOAT, um, Anthony Davis, and then now they also have Montrez Harrell, and their team just got even better than last year, and last year they were an amazing team. Yeah, it's hard to get better than what they were last year, but they signed Harrell. LeBron, arguably best player in the league. Anthony Davis, Dennis Schroeder, we'll give them great minutes. Alex Caruso and Rajon Rondo, not the best players, but they'll, they're such contributors to the team. Hopefully Kyle Kuzma will put it together this season and help them tremendous, tremendously. All right, those are our NBA power rankings. Thank you for coming on, Jameson. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed hearing a different voice than me. See you later.